0: I was in Boise, Idaho about three or four months back at a mastermind and there with amazing, amazing people. I mean, some people literally have businesses doing 50, 100 plus million a year and people from different types of industries, a little of everything was in there. And there was this lady there that her and I connected and we hit it off and we said, hey, we need to hop on and do a podcast. And she's in the real estate market. She's the number one real estate agent in Brentwood, California, does 160 plus houses a year. Um, she started like a lot of us start, you know, where your back's against the wall. You really need to go out there and make something of yourself or create a business or create the income. And she was the same way. You know, she went through a, a really, really terrible divorce and some other things. And she walks you through that time in her life and how she went on to then build this business. And she also breaks down her marketing strategies, you know, exactly what she's doing to grow that business because it's in very, very, it's very similar to the way that we teach. It's using content, it's going after being consistent, but she does it in a very specific way. So we invited her on the podcast, under the Carrot Cast, and she is a Carrot customer, by the way, an Agent Carrot customer, as we're in beta uh, with with her and lots of other agents. We're really building out the Agent Carrot platform. Just go to agentcarrot.com to get on that. Or if you're listening to this when Agent Carrot is rolled out, you can go to agentcarrot.com and join if you're a real estate agent. But we're gonna break apart her story, Uh, her mindset tricks that she 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 uses that work insanely well for her to get her mindset oriented and also what is her marketing mix that does 160 plus houses a year as Brentwood California's number one real estate agent we're going to break all that down in this episode of the carrot cast and I think you're going to insanely insanely enjoy it all right without further ado welcome on Krista Mayshore Hey guys and gals, Trevor here with Carrot and the Carrot Cast And I've got an awesome guest on with uh, with me today And I'm excited to introduce you to Krista And uh, before I do, a little bit of backstory here So you guys have heard some of the episodes I've done in the past Where I talk about surrounding yourself with amazing people You know, people that, uh, what, what's what's the saying? It's the, the five people that you spend the most time with You know, that's, that's a reflection of you, right? Yeah, Krista knows that one And so we met each other in a mastermind. Uh, We're in a mastermind with an amazing marketer and just a bunch of just people who give, 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 and they're amazing entrepreneurs at what they do. And Krista was one of them. And she got up there and and was talking about what she's been doing in her real estate um, business. She's a real estate broker down in Brentwood, California. And she's killing it. I mean, she's not like selling a couple houses here and there. She is crushing the market. And the more and more she dove into it, I'm like, I love her energy. We've got to have her on here. And also, the cool thing about it is she's also starting to shift some of that focus to go, how do, we also, how do we then educate other people who want to replicate some of her processes and systems to do the same thing in different markets? So this can be perfect for real estate investors who want to tackle the retail market a little bit harder. Uh, it's going to be perfect for real estate agents who want to kind of follow a model that's working great. And we're going to break apart Krista's story, kind of where she came from, and, and some of the things that are working. So uh, Krista Mishore, welcome on the Carecast. thanks for having me so one thing i in this this one thing i always like to i always love noticing this i actually did this on a recent podcast that i actually released today that was on setting your mindset for the year i talk about um creating a winning environment and i'm always fascinated by the at the work environment and the place where people work so where are you right now i'm assuming as a real estate broker you're driving a lot but where are you right now like what's the significance behind any of that stuff behind you i think it, it all looks awesome
1: uh, you're so cute. Um, I am actually in my office, which is also – here, I'll show you guys.
0: Yeah. So,
1: so like I see right here, I've got, like, my cameras going on. Can
0: you Sweet. see? Yeah,
1: And gotcha. then I've got my – and all that. But I, like um, – I actually do something that's called EMDR. Uh, it's basically where – you learn how to. Oh, I'm kind of remember. You learn how to when you're going through stressful situations. Um, your body holds onto it, and so one of the things that we found from doing my EMDR is that I like when I think about water or the boat and movement, being in fresh air, that it puts me in a calmer place. So this room is like my beach room.
0: That's cool. Yeah, so, it's fine. Good. So, so what does EMDR stand for, or is that what it was?
1: It, it is, and it's like a long term. So I don't know. Okay. I just actually did a Facebook Live on it and everyone loved it, you know, because it I, I was pretty vulnerable in there kind of saying that you know I had some childhood trauma when I was younger and um, I I really have suffered in the past with really bad anxiety and so I've, I'm going to this counseling which is with the EMDR and basically what it does is you learn that your body when you go through trauma it holds inside your body mm-hmm. and what so we're trying to get get that out right so basically she teaches you um, how to kind of put yourself in a different different and you know, presence and different mindset. And then it's like tapping movements. You do tapping movements and then it causes the frontal cortex to, um, to grow and actually expand. And then it helps you overcome that trauma. So it's working excellent for me. I love it.
0: That's, that's way cool. So guys, guys look that up and that's, I I love it. So great environment you're working in there, Krista. And let's kind of break apart. First of all, let's set the stage for where you are today. Uh, So number one, where do you live? What's your, what's your business look like? Kind of what, what level are you in your business right now as a real estate broker?
1: So I live in Northern California in Brentwood. I'm about an hour from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, very highly competitive market, just like everywhere else. So one of the things that everyone says is, oh, my market is so competitive. And I tell them every market is competitive. We're in real estate, right? Yeah. Everyone yeah. thinks that being a real estate agent is just the easiest job in the world. So that's the go-to. Huh? Yeah, Brian understands. <laughs> so that's like the go-to um, for everyone is to get into real estate. So. Before that, I was a teacher. I taught third grade for six years prior to getting into real estate, but I've been doing this now for 16 years.
0: So, so that, that's kind of what I want, want to want to dive into a little bit there is everyone had a transition, right? I mean, you weren't born a real estate broker. So yeah. what, what were you doing before you dove into real estate and kind of what did that transition look like for you? Why did you make that change?
1: So I, this is, everyone watching this is going to laugh because so I got into, that, into the business because I wanted to have more time, I thought, right? Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I left teaching. My daughter actually got sick. She contracted spinal meningitis mm-hmm. and uh, she almost died. And so um, when I was in the hospital for three weeks with her, I thought I, I need to be home more, you know? So when we knew she was going to make it, I realized I need to be home more. I want to be more of a mom. So telling the world all my BS, but mm. so I get into, I leave, I leave teaching full time to get into real estate. And, uh, about six months in I found out that my husband was having an affair. So, um, our family got ripped apart and then I got into complete survival mode. It was kind of like, Oh my gosh, I've got to, you know, I've got to keep my kids in this house. My sole focus became keeping my children in their house, not uplifting their life anymore. Um, just making sure that I could protect them and keep them safe because they went through a lot of trauma. So it was a really hard, earth shattering time for me, to be honest. Um, it's funny. I, I remember one sitting in my my kitchen and um, looking out in the backyard. It was Thanksgiving, and I'm, I was raised to have witness. I'm not anymore, but I was raised to have witness. Am I getting too much into this personal? No, stuff? No,
0: I, I I love this stuff. Like this, okay. this this is what this is what makes you you. Like that's yeah. that's the thing. I love it.
1: Well, it, it, I mean, it was a lot that went on between that, but I, I was, you know, down feeling sorry for myself, just really depressed. I mean, my family was, was all of a sudden overnight just gone. Right. And it was the first Thanksgiving that my daughters were away and I was just crying and I was upset. And I was lonely. I just felt like just a miserable mom in person and failure. And I looked outside and um, we had just moved into a new house. Like we literally moved into a new house. I left my teaching career. My husband has an affair. My no more longer married. My kids are gone. It was just a rough time. Yeah. I looked outside and I was like, I've got to get my big girl pants on. I've got to stop feeling sorry for myself. I've got to fill that backyard up and I've got to keep my kids in this house. So literally at that point, I, you know, I, for about a year, I was kind of faking being happy and making it, but I just, I sold 69 houses that year. It was my, I went from zero to 69 that year. Kind of a weird number, but, um, and, uh, and just, you know, I just, I just did it. So I was kind of like in survival mode, I think. So my that survival mode is what got me, mm-hmm. just knowing that I have got to do this because I can't. I've got to keep my kids here. That was my main reason for, you know, my success. I think.
0: You know, it's it's, it's interesting where I I, I kind of came across this several years ago. I've been really convicted on over the last years is, is as I talked with a lot of people who are beginning entrepreneurs, right, where they're so beginning entrepreneurs and also the, the people who are further along in their career where they're looking to up-level stuff. Most of the time I've found people who start businesses most of the time are, are running away from something. Okay. So it could be running away from, I don't want to have this job. I don't want to, you know, um, whatever it is, they're running away from something. I want to have a bigger income. I don't want, I don't like this job. I don't like this scenario. I want to move towards something else. And then when you get like midway in your career, you're not usually running away from anything anymore to up level. You're going, what am I, what am I running towards now? So your motivation at the start is running away from something. Then midway through, it's like, I need to find something that excites me about what I'm running towards. Um, So I kind of want to jump to that right now. Right. So you've, you've, you're not selling just 69 houses a year now. I mean, you're, are are you the largest selling broker in your market? I'm the
1: largest. Yeah. This this year I sold 151 homes. So um, we, you know, Every year, I've just kind of increased, increased. No matter what market we're in, we went through a short foreclosure market, a short sale market, and you know, my, my best year was 169. Yeah. That was when yeah. I was doing it. What's the 69 number for me? Oh my god! I think not <laughs> even change that number. One sixty, 100, 170
0: yeah. or something. But that else. was
1: my, my best year, but that was when it was short sales and foreclosures, and I was back then known as the you know short sale foreclosure queen. Hmm. I worked with like 12 different asset management companies. Um, had to fly across the nation to land the accounts. It was, And if you've ever been in the short sale foreclosure market, it was a nightmare. I mean, not a fun place to be. So about um, five years ago, I could tell the market was changing. I thought, okay, we're having a shift now. I could tell the, the assets were kind of slowing down. So I started doing a lot of research and education, just trying to figure out, okay, why? And I realized, okay, you know, we're kind of coming to the end of the short sale market. So at that point, what I did was I, um, I actually went to a, uh, took a course in San Francisco called the Institute for Luxury Home Marketing. Mm-hmm. And I decided at that point I'm going to be known now as the the top service level agent in my mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just completely transitioned how I did my business. And then within one year, so what basically what happened was it went from selling 169 to like down to one one house a month. It was just like overnight it almost seemed like yep. the inventory shut down. And then within a year it was back up to 100. So it was like it went down up and, it's you know.
0: So that, that's a big lesson right there. So you, you, and I want people to not gloss over this. I want you to really focus in on this. So, uh, Krista mentioned that during the short sale market, she decided to focus in and specialize on something. She didn't just say, Hey, I'm a real estate agent out here, I'm just trying to, to sell her list anyhow. She specialized. And then the market shifted and same thing. She didn't go, Oh, well, shoot, my gravy train's gone. You know, I'm just going to be a normal agent now. She goes, Okay, I'm going to specialize in something else now. So how, how much, how much of, of your success that you've had, is a result of you making sure to see an opportunity and then specialize in an opportunity, not be generalist.
1: I mean, every no matter where you're at at any given moment, it's just that moment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I was just listening to Tony Robbins this morning, he talked about no matter where you're at any given moment, whether you are, you've lost everything, it's just that moment, yeah. right? And right. so by taking action on a consistent basis, to go towards something different, there's no such thing as a success story overnight, right? I just talked about this today in my, my Facebook Live. I was like, no one is success, success overnight. It takes work and time and dedication and implementation. But one of the best ways I believe that you can actually really, really be successful is to focus on doing one thing, mm-hmm. you know? Is to focus on, like to really, really focus on, on one, one aspect, like to niche yourself, right? Like, for example, there's an, an agent, Meyer, and I keep telling him he speaks Spanish. And I said, You need to hone in on that. Like, you should be the Spanish speaking guy. Yeah. And the, every single person in your town should know that you're the Spanish speaking guy. You're the go to person if you're Spanish, you, you know. And he's afraid by doing that, he's going to lose out on everything. And what I tell him is, You don't lose it on anything, right? By focusing in on one thing, it's just then everyone knows you're the go to person for that one thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but the other people still come to you. So mm-hmm. for.
0: Go ahead. No, I, I, as I say, and one thing on that too is because we've done the same thing with what we do, right? The, the solution that we have here at Carrot isn't a real estate specific problem. Like, it's all small businesses have that problem of how do I attract the right prospects online, then how do I convert them into a, a new prospect? That's a plumber problem. That's a HVAC problem. That's a whatever. We've chosen to specialize in real estate, and the thing. The thing that happens there is when you specialize, all of a sudden people stop trying to argue down your fees. Like you, you can charge a, a premium fee, you can actually make what you're worth, and uh, you're not a generalist where people go, oh, you're you're you There's nothing special about what you're doing. I want to now come at you with a, you know, half a percent broker fee, whatever it, whatever it is that people try to. You know, yeah. Well, and
1: for me, I'm like I I am a full service broker mm-hmm. and I am the, you know, last year I don't know if the numbers were the two, 2017 but in 2016 in my area like my top 3 cities I last year my numbers were 144, I closed, my next closest competitor was at 60 units. So I closed 144, they closed 60, and the reason being was because I said, I'm gonna be known as, the, you know, everyone knows that I digitally market their houses insanely. Like, if you wanna have mass exposure, if you wanna have everything top of the line, you come to me. And so therefore, doing that, I'm attracting a higher priced home, and I'm also, attra- I'm also getting paid a full commission. So we range anywhere from three, Three and a half percent that we take on our side each time. We do yeah. not go below three percent, unless we are maybe like double ending or triple ending. We might go down to you know taking a little bit of a reduction with multiple houses, otherwise, we're full service. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so you talked about oh, go for it. Were no,
1: we're well, full service and full service no matter what, but our commission you know might not be. Uh, we might do a little negotiation when we. Yeah. Do a couple multiple transactions.
0: Well, that makes sense. That makes total sense. So, you, you mentioned one of the advantages you guys have is is using digital in a big way to to market the property. So, what what would you say you're doing now uh, on the digital side that works really well versus maybe what you were not doing in 20 you know or when when you started that first year? It's like man, this is working insanely well for us now. and I wish I would have done it earlier.
1: Mm. I'm, I'm a high component of video. So mm-hmm. video mm-hmm. It takes precedence in our uh, in everything that we do so we take we do video um, not only on our on our houses but we actually engage the community so basically in my area I'm the go-to person for anything and everything you want to know about. Right or about right. these so anywhere from market updates to what's happening nationally and locally, to neighborhood trends, to um, to you know, interviewing restaurants, interviewing local communities salons. Uh, we've interviewed lawyers, attorneys, anything to do with real estate, but then also just about the community, like what's happening in the area, what's good, what's you know, what what do people want? Like my job is to say, what do you want, and let me give it to you. Yeah. So it's not, it's never about look at how great I am. Like most agents are like. I am the best, you know, hire me because I'm so great. Whereas I'm like, hey, you wanna know what's happening in Brentwood right now, here's what's happening, right? You wanna know what the best restaurant to go to, here it is, right? And so it's video is, is my number one uh, I, that I, I can say has definitely helped me stand out amongst my competitors and then also digitally exposing that that video, right? The proper way. So it's kind of funny right now, everyone's talking about landing pages and Facebook ads and oh, if you just need the best Facebook ad, it's like, it's not just that, I mean, you know, and if, if I could tell your listeners anything that are listening that are real estate related is like, there's no secret Facebook ad you're going to run. I, it, you need to be full circle with your business, right? I mean, it it go it starts from, you know, um, getting the leads. Like everyone says, like all my coaching students when I talk to them, they say, I want leads, right? That's a, almost every one of them, Trevor. Yeah. I want leads, right? Yeah. And I'm like, well, great. So when you get the leads, so what systems do you have in place to help those leads? Um, You know, both organically, so you're not having to do everything, right? Then once you actually get the leads, how are you going to actually sell to them? Like, what is your what is your sell what is your value proposition, right? What's your what makes you better than everyone else? Why should they use you? Okay. Then once they finally decide to use you, right? How are you going to give them the best fulfillment you know process ever? How are you going to make that process and that that transaction so unbelievable? How are you going to blow their mind? And then after that, how are you going to try? How are you going to retain them and ascend them and then have them want to Come back to work with you and then refer you, mm-hmm. right? And it's full circle. And so, um, yeah, you might run a Facebook campaign and get a few leads and maybe do a few more transactions. But if you want to get like, a, you know, high level, you know, over a hundred deals a year, hundred and sixty deals a year, whatever it is, you need to really think about your business from A to Z. And,
0: and you know, you know what? That's that's so important. I want people to write this down. It's this something I use all the time whenever I'm talking. Is is I talk about building momentum a lot, right? So when when we're doing stuff here at Carrot or what we teach people, we, we focus on content a lot. So content isn't something where you're usually going to put out that one piece of content, just like you're mentioning, that's going to blow everything up. It's, it's that content piece is an overall part of, of that whole ecosystem by which they experience you. They experience that product, which is you and everything around you. And sometimes it takes some time to build up. And that's the cool thing is what you're talking about here is you're, you're, you're being useful. Number one, it's not a, it's not a tactic. It's like, I'm actually going to go out there and find out how to be useful to my market. Yeah. Even if they're looking for a restaurant and they're not looking to buy a house today, they might be looking at buying a house in seven months or they have a friend who is. Um, and then like you're talking, it's not just getting the lead and Oh cool. I got the lead. Now I've got this pipeline going. It's now how do you at every step, kind of optimize that step. How do how do we optimize a step from once they became a lead to then I talked to them and then once I talked to them it became it became a listing or we go out there and, and purchase a house with them. And then the next step where so many people fall off and you, you highlighted a big time is once we close the transaction, it's not over. That's like, that's game on now. It's like,
1: Absolutely. that's where it's
0: just started. How do we then turn that into five or 10 or 15 different referrals? And that person buys their next two houses with me. That's where it blows up and builds momentum that you've keyed in on. So gosh, that's, that's crazy important. How, how much, how much of your business kind of and off the top of your head, like if these numbers aren't accurate, whatever, but, uh, um, off the top of your head, kind of what percentage of your business comes from brand new, fresh leads that came in versus ones that have been in your ecosystem, they've experienced you, they referred someone over, uh, whatever it is.
1: So, okay, there's that's kind of twofold. So, mm-hmm. first, let me, I just did a, a training it, and it costs five times more to attain a new client than it does in existing 61 So, okay. it costs you five times more money to attain a new client than it does t- to retain an existing one, Mm -hmm. all right? So Mm -hmm. think about that. That's why it's so important, the the follow-up process, being in their face, reminding them that you do real estate is so important. Do you know how many people, the National Association of Realtors did a study that said how many people would use their their agent. I think it was like 80-something said they would, Mm -hmm. but in reality, like 30% did, Hmm. okay? And they love their agent, right? And the reason being is because they're not in front of them, right? Mm -hmm. They're not... Um, continuing to give them value. They're not continuing to help them. So we have a high amount of re- referral and repeat business, absolutely. But as far as the new clients, and you know, a lot of them, we have, we have a lot of new clients too because we have a lot of people moving out of the area. So in where yes. I live, tons of people are moving out of California. I mean, I would say more than half of my clients are moving out of California right now. Oh, wow. So it's, it's hard to kind of retain them, but we still get, we're still in their face because we're showing up where they are, mm-hmm. right? So we have a whole sequence of once the, once the uh, client leaves every six months we drop we hand deliver if they are local a, a, a current market analysis where we put it on we, so their anniversary every six months they know they're going to get um, something from me and then I'm showing up in their social feeds I'm re- responding to their comments you know making sure I'm being really intentional about what I'm saying um, hey Dixie this thing stopped can you help me honey yes. um, all of that goes in, into that you know okay. so you know you're, they need to. Agents, if you're out there listening, people need to know, like, and trust you, right? I mean, you're going to have a much easier time of gaining clients if they know, like, and trust you, okay? They get to know, like, and trust you by seeing you, by you showing up everywhere, by you giving them value, by you helping them. And I'll tell you, value, value, value. You know, the more value that you can get, What it is that they want and then meet that need it's trying to reconnect it's not working the easier it's going to be for you you know so that that and you know that we learn that Trevor every day you know in our in our inner circle right we we learn that all the time like you can never give too much
0: (laughs) one one funny thing on that too and I know I've I've been through this mindset uh, kind of block in the years past was what does he think? Oh, shoot. So I, I'm making this up. But let's say you put out 20 pieces of content that month. You've got your market update. You've got this short video you did at this house. You've got this restaurant thing, whatever it is, right? Let's say you put those out. A lot of people think, well, shoot, I don't want to overwhelm people. I don't want to bug people. But the thing is, and, and I want you to kind of mention your experience with this. The thing is that I've found is we're thinking in, in this silo, as in every single piece of content we put out, every person's actually going to see. And... And also we think of it as on the negative side, oftentimes we go, well, shoot, I don't want to bug them, but I know the people that I love hearing for from, like I would want to see their stuff every day. Like there's certain people I just love their stuff. I love their entertaining or they're awesome or whatever it is. Like I couldn't get enough of their stuff. I'm always looking for the next thing. So kind of what's your mindset around volume of stuff and are you ever, do you ever feel like, or do you have coaching students coming to you saying, oh shoot, am I going to be bugging people if I put too much out?
1: So you know I I kind of feel I hear, hear what you're saying as far as when you like someone you always want to see their stuff mm-hmm. but I I would rather put out you know like one really really good video every 10 days that's yep. super high value that people are gonna watch that really is meaningful than just do videos to do them right. Mm-hmm. So what I try to do is every 10 days I'm putting out something that's really really good and then I'm exposing it to the masses is mm-hmm. how I do it. Um, and, and But you're right like I there's certain emails that I see I go through my, my every morning first thing I do is I delete you know everything right and then I'll keep the ones that I know I want to get to and even if I don't get to it right then I'll I get to it later. So I think it just kind of depends I think in this mark in real estate. um every time you have a new listing you want to showcase it like crazy and do you know full board marketing and get it everywhere um, and then you want to do as much you know I would say once every 10 days that's my that's what I do you know so once every 10 days I do a you know a really great piece of content um, but but I'm actually I'm changing that now because now I'm doing the Facebook lives for my community and I'm finding out my community likes it more than even my coaching clients so i I was doing it for my coaching clients but my community are the one who's actually tuning in you know so it's funny
0: so what, what types of content are you, are you doing? So you, you, you're doing once every 10 days, just to give people some ideas. Cause usually that's, that's the part that people have the biggest trouble with that, that we talk to is like, okay, I get it. I need to be doing more content. I need to be in front of people, but they have this mental mind block around what types of things they should do. So kind of break apart what your strategies. what types of things are you doing?
1: Gosh, I have a whole like video on that. So <laughs> everyone's always, what do I say? What do I do? Right? So first of all, this is one easy trick. You, everyone's gone to trainings in real estate. You go to training in real estate, open your book, look at all the notes you wrote, and do a training on your notes. Mm-hmm. Right? That's just one easy tactic. But think about what's happening right now locally. So everyone's under arms about the um, about the tax reform act. How is the tax reform act going to affect them? So I just did a video on, hey, once once they actually agreed upon it, HR1, I did a video saying, hey, here's how it's affecting you, and here's how it's not going to affect you you know, and I let them know. So um, if the market, if it's a seller's market, if, a, if it's a buyer's market, who does that affect? How does it affect a buyer? How does it affect a seller, right? What are the interest rates doing? Is that positive or negative for buyers and sellers? If it is positive or neg- negative, what's that outcome they should be doing? It's just, so I mean, anything that's happening, like it, as the market nationally is changing, you should be updating your people. As your local market is changing, you should be updating people. So for example, a video we just did was, uh, I predicted this uh, about six months ago I said hey it's everyone thinks that it's a great time to sell right now in uh, in, in spring I'm gonna predict that it's gonna be even better at January 1st right because inventory is gonna go down I'm gonna predict it's gonna be between 90 and 100 and it was like at 188 so that's a pretty crazy prediction right. Yeah. But because I researched, I knew, so we, had, we were at like 98, and I was like, oh, that's right. So, you know, and I just tell people, why is it a good time to sell right now in January, right? Because everyone is taking their house off the market because everyone's on vacation or, or they wanted to enjoy the holidays. But come February, January 7th, everyone's back. Like they are back and they're ready to rip. OK. And so um, now is an excellent time to sell because there's less inventory. So I, I tell my committee that. Right. And then but again, people don't just want to hear about real estate. Like they like they it's boring sometimes unless it's really, really unless they're looking right now. So research says that buyers and sellers start to look three to six months prior to looking. Right. So that's the low hanging fruit, we call it. So by doing these updates, by really educating the community about specific things like five things you should do when you're selling, five things you should do when you're buying, things like that, that's getting the low-hanging fruit, it's great, mm-hmm. but to keep your community engaged with you, that's where it's really important to kind of think about local attractions, you know, hey, what, what families can do on the weekend? You know, like, hey, here's, you know, the ice skating rink is here now. Like, what do they want? How are you gonna help them? You know, it's like, they, and then and then they get to know you. So for me now, it's to the point where in my area, I mean, everyone knows me. Like, I, I could never do anything wrong, I'd be such in trouble, because the whole world would know, right? You know, because I'm in their face and like you want to be in their face. And and some people, they're not going to like me. I mean, I don't resonate with everybody. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very hyper. I have a ton of energy. You either like that or you're like, oh, my God, she is not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to attract the people that want to attract me. I want to attract like minded people. Um, and quite frankly, when you do that, they're easier to work with. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so. So you, you talk about putting this content in front of your community. So. What, what would you define as a community? Are you doing it with ads? you actually have like a Facebook group? Is it your email list, is it all the above? Kind of how are you then getting this in front yeah, of people?
1: it's all the above. So I do a ton of target marketing through social media. So tons of target marketing through social media. So for example, everyone on social media, they think that everyone's seeing you, right? Well, about 3% of people are seeing you on social media, unless you're, content is organically getting pushed because it's so, so good. Yeah. But in real estate, that's really difficult to do that. So I do a lot of target market ads um, within my local community. And I try to stay within a, like a 20 mile radius because I really want to dominate. And I do within those three cities. So, um, you know, if you're thinking about your, your marketing, the, the, the more specific that you are, the better, the more you're going to dominate, right? So some people, they just want to take over the whole LA area. I mean, let's just say, right? That's huge. You're never going to be able to do that. So focus in on a smaller area, but really pump it hard. You know, pump it hard. That's where you're going to do your updates about. That's where you're going to do your events about. That's where you're going to send your emails out. That's where you're going to do your bomb bomb videos where you do a market update to everyone in your email list. I mean, so we do it to all email, social media. I also do something I call location domination where I pick specific neighborhoods and I just blast them with postcards. <laughs> and I think people think that that doesn't work, but I'll tell you what, people like I see my postcards everywhere. They, they do when it's a big eight and a half by 11, and it's constantly they're getting the same thing about their their area. Yeah. They want to know. Right. Mm-hmm. So on top of seeing me on social media, seeing me in their neighborhood, seeing me on video, you know, is. And I don't mean to talk too much about me, but you're asking. Yeah, um, no, it's like a right. huge conglomeration of of man, this person I see her everywhere. I'm on a billboard. I mean, we just do yeah. it all.
0: <laughs> and, and, it, and that's, that's so important. I want people to write this down is, is there's a lot of people that we'll work with too that they'll be, they'll be doing insanely well. Let's say on Google pay-per-click or Facebook ads or SEO or whatever it is. And then they kind of fear they're not taking that next step to, that we call, we call lead stacking where they, mm-hmm. they don't stack on that next thing. And, and I think that's something people have to really, really think about and, and remember is, one segment is going to go to Facebook and get really engaged there and you're not even going to hit the whole segment because they might not see your ad or your posting but then they might see your, your, your postcard and they might see your thing over here or whatever so it's about kind of finding that ecosystem where you, can, where you can attract those people and keeping them in your ecosystem not just with SEO not just with pay-per-click or Facebook but they're getting multiple touch from multiple angles and that's how you're building that great relationship with them
1: and, and I know right now everyone's that you might seem overwhelmed, right? It's overwhelming all the things you just said. It's like, oh my god, I can't do all of that. Mm-hmm. But what you do is you focus on one thing. You pick your pick your poison. I always call it. Mm-hmm. So you focus on one thing and you do it really, really well, and you master it, and you just you know massively dominate in that area. And then once you've done that, you go, okay, now I'm going to move to here. The trick is is not to stop doing what you're doing here when you move here. Yep. So. Right. And so then you go, okay, now I'm going to work on, I'm going to work on Instagram because if you're the millennial, you, that should be your platform. If you're reaching the millennials, you should be, your platform should be Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. If you're reaching ages 30 to 50, you should be on Facebook. Kind of depends, but you want to do both. So now our focus, we're focusing more on Instagram, but I'm not letting this one go. Right. Then with Mm -hmm. the postcard, same thing. We picked one area and we just dominated it. And then once we dominated it, we picked it. We went went to another one, we added to it, but we still made sure we did the first one. So, Mm you know, like I said, tell my coaching students all the time. You need to learn something. You need to implement it. You need to be consistent about it. You need to master it and then you need to repeat it. Right? So it's learn, implement, be consistent, master and repeat. And why do I say repeat? Because, you never should stop learning. You never should stop growing. Everything changes so much. So how can you make it better? How can you improve on it? And then if you do that, if you're always making sure that you're going back and then and, and learning what you already think, you know, because most of you don't even know what you don't know. Right. We don't we don't know what we don't know. Right. Yep. Then you're going to see great success in anything in life, whether, you know, it's your business or it's your relationship or it's, you know, your your own personal growth and development. And you should everyone should be doing that with every aspect of their life.
0: So you kind of open up a can of worms there with personal growth and development. I could talk about this stuff for hours, and I, want, I kind of want to make make a shift there. And if anyone has questions on the real estate side, I mean, Krista is amazing at what she does. Uh, where can people find out about you? And I know you do coaching and stuff like that. But if people want to dig in more, you have a bunch of free content out there too. So where can yeah, people can. find out about that?
1: So I have a Facebook group <laughs> called the Seven uh, Figure. Uh, Realtor community so it's a seven-figure Realtor community on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also just look up obviously Krista Mayshore. If you want some great ideas, go to my Homes by Krista page. I mean, my Homes by Krista page, it's all there, right? Uh, <laughs> but I do give a ton of free content in my the seven-figure uh, Realtor Blueprint group. Um, <clears throat> And I do do, you know, coaching, group coaching and then higher level, level coaching as well where we basically teach them every single aspect of my business from A to Z. Um, hey, Dix? Yes. This thing just, just died, honey. Um, so we teach them uh, every sing, you know, everything. So they basically learn all that I do. And what I find is that most people they just don't know what they don't know, right? Um oh I also wrote a book. I also have a book, it's called A Sell Hundred Plus Home Zero. I she I had a copy of it now, but I'll give you a copy of it for Sweet. a free link yeah. so everyone that's watching they can have a free copy of the book and in the book I mean I literally give them oh, you're so awesome. I give them everything. So here it is. Yeah. It's called 100 plus homes a year. How we use engagement, marketing, technology, and legion to sell 100 homes a year. And I actually did write it. It's not ghostwritten. It's really me. And we just give everything in that book. We tell you how to do everything. Everything I'm doing is in that book, right? But the thing is, is that, like, you know this. With You can go to the best, um, you know, anything. You can go to the best (laughs) seminar, the best training and it's so hard to implement, right? I mean, that's why you and I are paying $25,000 to be in inner circle. That's why I spent $200,000 last year with my own personal training. I mean, I spent over $200,000 last year with my own coaching myself, right? Getting my own training, digital marketing training, Facebook training, you know, personal training, speaking training with different coaches and mentors because I no matter what I think I know, there's so much more I need to learn, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's so much I need to learn and and we need the help. So if people go to these these great, when we read a great book or they go to a great conference, unless they really have help from somebody to help them really implement A to Z, it's so hard to do. You know, I mean, even when I was starting my, even when I was starting my coaching business, I mean, my goal was to launch this Um a year ago. It took me 18 months just to launch. Right. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. And
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, it was crazy. I was, like, you know, we, we want it now. Right. We're like, we want to help people. We want to, <laughs> But it was so much harder than I thought it was. It, it was um, it. Oh, I just lost you, Trevor. It, it was just so much more difficult to do. And so hear this, everyone. Right. Like if you want like, right now, if you're at 20 homes and you want to get to 40, you'll get there. But it's going to take one step at a time, right? And it's going to take you really being, really implementing what you're learning and being consistent about it, but you'll get there. Don't say, I want to sell hundred. Say, I want to sell 30, right? And then from 30, go to 40 and know that it does not happen overnight. Like you talked about momentum. I so believe in that and I'm learning it. I forgot my own self just until recently, just how long things can take, right? But the cool thing about momentum is once you get there and you've developed, you know, this, you know, your fans I'll call it in your area it the momentum just is a huge shift right yep. so yep. um like to give an example in 2015 we did 101 homes in 2016 i sold 144 so it was 43 more homes and it was because of the momentum of it yep. right yep. and so it's kind of like once you get there it just it gets easier you know
0: I, I love it. We'll, and we'll get a link to Krista's book. We'll put it somewhere. If you're watching this on YouTube, sweet, we'll put it below there. If you're watching the blog post, we'll put it below there. And we'll get all the links so you guys can go check out and uh, follow Krista. But I've got a few questions on, on, on it. So you opened that can of worms on um, personal growth and development. And that's something I'm just a huge student of. I love it. I'm passionate about it. Um, what would you say, like, is, is there a is there a belief or a habit that – You've adopted in the last five years that's that has improved your life the most. Like, can you pinpoint, man, that one thing there? I'm so glad I did that because that that in my life has just really enriched it in the last five years.
1: Um, it's just being really conscious of how I what I think, mm-hmm. you know. So, as an entrepreneur, as some as somebody who's had my own trauma in the past, I am really self critical and. Um, and that's actually what motivates me to want to, you know, it's like, I want everyone to like me. I need to prove myself I'm good. But the best thing that I've done is really being mindful of what I think about, meaning every time my thing is positive in, negative out. Like anytime any kind of a negative thought comes up, whether it's like I can't do that or, you know, oh, I'm not good enough or, you know, who am I to coach? Or, and I have those things, but I, I instantly stop myself. Mm-hmm. There's a book from Mel Robbins called The Five Second Rule. And it's awesome. I actually, I actually um, do have a free program where I, I teach teens, and they, rip, I make them read this book with me, right? And it, it teaches them mindful of what's going in their head because you get what you think. I mean, so I, I, and I believe that so, so much, like you get what you think about. So whatever you put in your head or whether it's from what you're listening to, the people that you hang out with, you know, your mentors, your coaches, your, your, your friends, like you said, I just said that quote today, Trevor, it's so funny you said that. So today on my Facebook live, I I brought up John uh, Jim Rohn's quote, just basically, we are the average of the five people who we hang out with. Right, so look who, look who's around you. So make sure that anytime any kind of for me, I am really mindful of if I ever have a negative thought, which we all do, right? Yep. To notice it and then instantly to stop it. That's helped me tremendously because uh, with the anxiety that I, I can get, and you know, and I get all worked up. I'm like, oh, stop! This isn't really you, right? You're that's not you. You're good and then it, it helps
0: you know <laughs> it's, it's so funny I, I went and if everyone watching the video version of this uh, on YouTube I grabbed this mug and someone from my team actually sent this to me and it's so, it's so cool so this right here and then the back of it is kind of the punchline so uh, everyone listens to the podcast I've got this mug here in front of me that says thoughts become things on the other side of it says choose the good ones and I um,
1: love it <laughs> no, it's, it's
0: awesome and um, Pete and Janelle and my team, Janelle lives in Dallas, Pete lives in Baltimore. They're both here in the office today, though, for retreat week out here at Carrot. And uh, they sent a package to our home office here, and everyone on the team got one of these mugs, and they got some other things. It was so cool because as, as you start to surround yourself with people who think along those same lines as far as, like, positivity is such an important thing. That's one of our core values here at Carrot. I'm looking at our core value poster on the wall right behind my computer and my favorite core value at Care is be a beacon of positivity and possibility because I know the world needs it more. Like Number one, oh. the world needs more people who are positive and shows people, hey, look at the possibilities where we can go. Look at the things that we can help improve and change and impact versus all the negativity. And that's one of the reasons we, like we started the podcast this way, right? We talked about your environment and what do you do around you to shape that to where it's a successful environment. Part of it is these dumb little things like this. That's true. You know, it's little things like that. It's quote posters. Same thing. People who are watching the, the YouTube version of this. Every single year, I come up with a theme, and then I get a quote, a uh, canvas made of it, and I put it on my wall. So that one up there was for 2017, uh, I believe. It was Actions Express Priorities. Because going into that year, I'm like, that's my theme. Like, I've been doing, haven't been really implementing the things and taking actions and the things that I say are important. This one right here is for 2018. It's the ultimate goal of an entrepreneur isn't money. It's complete control of your time. And so that's my theme for this year. And I surround myself with that environment when I come in here. And I've got other ones around here too. And our team does as well. So that's that's huge, Krista. Getting the mindset right. Do you have any – so when you notice those negative thoughts, what do you do to get them out of the way so, so they're not impacting you?
1: I just replace it with something positive. So mm-hmm. basically, um, you know, I just – for example, you know, I was doing the Facebook Live. And I'm like, who oh, am I who am I to – Coach these people, right? Who who am I to do this? And I was like, you know, and, and you, you can easily act on that, and most people do. Like they, their fear and their thoughts keep them from moving forward, right? So I said to myself, nope. What are you talking about? Like you're a badass, you know. You, you sold 160 homes this year, and you you know you you help people and you care, and you're and you do an amazing job. Like yeah, you're you you should be doing this, right? And um and also for me too is helping people like not getting paid for it. Like for me, I. I do better in my own self when I'm impacting other people. So I find that when I'm giving that I just it helps me soar, you know, um, and, and let me just say this to everyone. And I, I have four minutes. I'm supposed to be on another thing. Yep. Um, Trevor, but is that it's really easy to look at people around you, even like me and like Trevor. And you think that we just have it. It's always easy right? I mean, and I I think that what people really need to understand is it's not always easy for everyone, right? We all struggle with things. We all go through things. We have our own demons, but it's like how you, how you deal with those. And I I really mean this too. It's like, how do you deal with when you are having a bad day? How do you deal with when a, when something bad happens to you? How do you handle it? Right? It's, and and your mind is what will help you get it better because you get what you think you get what you focus on. If you focus on, I have a shh. Crappy marriage. You're gonna have a crappy marriage yep, if you focus same. on, hey, my husband, is, you know, is so loyal. He helps me with everything. He does, you know, he puts lights up at nine o'clock at night so I have enough light. I mean, you know, he's amazing. You get more amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's mm-hmm. the same thing with your kids, with your workers, and, and it's the same thing with yourself, right? Like. And it's so, so true. And I just I, so please, if you look at everyone and, and everyone, it's kind of like on Facebook, right? You look on Facebook and you always see everyone's, all they show you is the good stuff. So it can be kind of intimidating. They don't, and then a week later, somebody says, I have the best marriage, they're having a divorce, right? A lot of times all they post is BS. We all have personal struggles. We all go through things and it's just about how you react to what you go through is where your outcome comes, you know? And I've seen that, like, it's so, so true. So don't look at everyone and think everything's perfect. It's not. Like for me, I mean, no one knows that you know, what does success look like like for me? It looks like my husband left me and my kids and I was like, you know, lost 20 pounds and didn't eat for a year. That's what success was to me. That's why I got here, right? They don't see that. They don't see the struggles, the turmoil. They just see, Hey, I'm out in the world, you know? So just know everyone struggles with things and you know.
0: I, 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 love it, Krista. And that, that's something we'll, we'll end it with that guys and gals is make sure leading into this year, no matter what time of the year you're listening to this, to, to sharpen your mindset, to surround yourself with the right people, whether it's people there around you physically, uh, whether it's the right coaches, the right mastermind, whatever that is, get around the right people who, who can help lift that vibration up and, and help you see that positivity and the possibility. And, and also, uh, go check out Krista's website, uh, follow her, um, her, her real estate agent site is KristaHolmes.com. And then where would you like to drive people? So you've got the Facebook group. Is there any, yeah. any specific URL on the coaching site yeah. we can drive people to? I have
1: KristaMayshore.com. It's KristaMayshore.com, it's M-A-S-H-O-R-E. Um, and that on there, you can sign up for trainings, um, I'm super active in my the seven-figure realtor community blueprint on Facebook, giving tons of value there uh, all the time. And, um, yeah, and not only that, but, like, podcasts are good. Books are good for your environment, right? Mentors, listening to things, all that stuff.
0: Yep. I love it. And, Chris, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing you at the next Inner Circle and also looking forward to working with you guys uh, this coming year. Oh, I'm uh, so excited.
1: Oh, carrot? we are I mean we I, that, we that's like my next new big thing and I know you guys are gonna help us blow it up even more like our goal is to hit even higher than we did last year so I you're you're gonna get me there we're, we're,
0: we're, we're pumped to, there. no no pressure at all no pressure at all but we're, we're pumped to be a part of it Krista and thank you thank you guys very much I you know you got a balance. but everyone uh really really happy and, and honored to have you guys on this episode of the carrot cast. And please go follow Krista. Uh, she's an amazing energy, someone who's going to impact tons and tons of people. And thank you guys for listening. Krista, thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Trevor. I appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great day.
0: Hey, see you guys. Thank you. Okay. Hope you enjoyed that episode with Krista. And I want to cut through a couple things by you to, to write this down to kind of lock into your mindset over the coming weeks. One of the big key things that she mentioned is consistency. And way too many entrepreneurs, I don't care if you're a real estate investor, real estate agent, plumber, didn't matter. Way too many many people are bouncing around. They test this thing, they test that thing. They lack consistency. And one of the things that has made Krista the leader in her area and bringing in multiple millions in, in revenue a year is consistency. She's out there every single week Uh, putting out information and content, but putting out value for her marketplace. So find ways you can consistently add value to your marketplace, consistently get in front of your prospects, whether they're buyers or sellers or tenants or whatever it is. Okay. Because the consistency is the key. If you're consistently there in front of them, when they need to work with someone, you're gonna you're gonna be popping up as as the front of, of of their mind. Okay, so consistency and go out there and add value. And also another thing, if you're interested in in agent care, if you're a real estate agent yourself or a real estate investor that is also an agent make sure to check out agentcarrot.com. Okay, Agent Carrot is our tool for real estate agents that we're building out big time in 2018. We're in beta right now. We've had clients in beta for about a year, and we've got some amazingly exciting things. From the time that you're listening to this live, uh, we're bringing on new Agent Carrot beta clients every single week. And we have some great, great, huge announcements coming out soon, so keep an eye out for the full Agent Carrot release very, very, very soon. And then from there, we're gonna rapidly iterate. So by no means are we gonna say that this is gonna be perfect from from the get-go. We've been working on the real estate investor side for years and years and years, years years before we even started Carrot, in case we had a head start. And then we've been you know working with real estate investors massively for the past three to four years, and we're baking all that knowledge into Agent Carrot, bringing in the agent knowledge and making it um, even better. So help us improve it as we roll it out. And we're crazy, crazy excited about it. So go to agentcarrot.com. And as always, subscribe to the Carrot Cast to get first access to everything. And here in the next episode or so, we are going to be rolling out a new new add-on, a new version of the Carrot Cast. Uh, We've been tossing it out there for people. We've been getting feedback. And uh, we're gonna add on a second Carrot Cast every week. We're not sure if it's gonna be Thursday yet or Saturday or Friday or something like that. We're gonna stick with these longer ones on Tuesday the interviews, the Trevor truck talks are all going to be Tuesdays. And then the second podcast each week is going to be less than 10 minutes and always going to be an execution podcast. Here's one drilled down nugget. You can execute this week on the marketing side or life improvement side, or you can send this to an assistant and they can do it for you. So execution and then inspiration and uh, Trevor truck talks and the other one. So hit us with the feedback and we're excited about that change, that freshening up. And some of those too, some of those might be me talking strategy with a high-end client recording those phone calls. We'll see how it goes. All right. Hopefully it's great, uh, but I want your feedback as we go. Have an amazing rest of the week. As always, go out there and be that beacon of positivity and possibility. And we're here for you to help you do that.